We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Like once you have a foursome, you're not like, should we go to dinner? <laughs> now that you've met all my friends, do you want to meet my mom? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name's Hannah Dickinson, and I watched the Paris Hilton documentary this week. Honestly, I was really disappointed because, first of all, who makes a documentary about themselves? You make a documentary about something or someone in history you really looked up to or are passionate about. But I guess actually that makes sense that Paris Hilton is very passionate about herself. I just was let down by the documentary because... You know, she promised to show the real Paris. What I thought would come out of the documentary was like, I want to know about when she got arrested. I want to know about Lindsay Lohan. I want to know about Paris's coke days. I want to know about all her partying and how she manages to look so goddamn good. Like, whose blood is she drinking? I want her beauty secrets. I want to know whose skin she's wearing because she looks amazing and she's 40 years old. The documentary also kind of made me sad because it just shows no matter how rich and beautiful you are, you can still be alone. And now she's a DJ. Does anyone know if Paris Hilton is a good DJ? Also, what is a good DJ? <laughs> we need like a version of Rotten Tomato for DJs. Like, did she get reviewed at Tomorrowland? Like, yeah, her MacBook froze for a few seconds, but her dress was short enough, no one seemed to notice. I just don't know how you rate DJs, especially Paris Hilton. I imagine it's more of an appearance thing than a music thing. And maybe I'll download her on SoundCloud later. She really does look good, though. The whole time during the documentary, I was just like, shit, I need to go to the dentist. Because I haven't been to the dentist now for two years because of COVID. <clears throat> I, you know, I don't really go that often. Last time I went, I had eight cavities. And I said to the dentist, I was like, wow, that's a lot for an adult. And the dentist was like, that's a lot for anyone. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I love candy and hate flossing. But yeah, I need to find a new dentist. So I went on ZocDoc and I found this really, really hot dentist. And he kind of looked our age. So I was like, hell yeah, you know. But then he didn't take my insurance. So I had to call the dentist office 
and ask if he was married because I need to find out if this guy's single before I spend $275 to put him inside my mouth. And uh, the office did not answer, but I left a voicemail. So to be determined. Anyway, my guest today is a very funny comic and one of my best friends, Kat Belenfante. This weekend we took mushrooms. We were still feeling pretty groovy. Wow. Okay, let's just get into it. <laughs> Kat and I just got off a mushroom trip, well, two days ago, but it's supposed to last like what? You're supposed to have revelations that last or put you in a good mood that last a while. Are you? I don't feel in a bad mood. Like, I'm still, like, I feel the shit that we felt, but I'm, like, not hyper. Like, I feel a little, like, mellowed. Yeah, I don't know. I started reading about mushrooms after I took it for the 12th time. I was like, maybe I should learn about this now that I'm putting it into my body every other weekend. And now that you have your own experience, you can add to it. Exactly. Well, because I just, I never thought I'd take mushrooms. I was like, yeah, I'm not really trying to do that. Yeah, because I was worried it would set something off with my anxiety. Yeah, that's always been my fear, too. Like, it would make me insane. Yeah, because I knew someone in college who took too much LSD, and then she thought that um, Wiz Khalifa was stalking her. Why Wiz Khalifa? I don't know. Who was the girl <laughs> in college? Wouldn't I have known her? No, no, she went to UGA. She's from my high school. No, not stalk. She thought he was trying to steal her identity. <laughs> what a cocky thing to think. You think Wiz Khalifa is trying to steal your identity, a high school senior? I know. Well, she, she was actually a college freshman, so. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if Wiz Cliff was going to steal identity, I don't think it'd be a random white girl at UGA. She was a painter, so. Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. She took all the acid. <laughs> right, right. It was for the art. It just completely backfired. But now she does ketamine, and I think she really likes it. Well, is is she an artist now? Yeah. Is she famous? No. She's good. I think she's good. Yeah. I My uncle took LSD. And he had a mental breakdown and ended up in a psych ward. That's terrifying. Do you think that was just like something your parents told you? Or are you like, for sure that's true? No, I think it's something, yeah, now I'm starting to think it's something my parents told me. <laughs> or that maybe he was like already like a little like wonky. But he ended up being fine. It was like he ended up having kids and like living a life, but he couldn't go to war because he like had a mental break and like ended up in the psych ward. But I'm like, maybe he just didn't want to go to war. Yeah, I feel like I would probably have a mental break if I was supposed to go to war, to be honest. Yeah, it might have not been like, LSD. I don't know. I, I was scared to take a psychedelic. You know, it's so hard to describe what being on mushrooms is like. <laughs> it's just like you have ADD. Your thoughts are moving so fast. Yeah, every time I try to explain it, I'm like, I sound like I'm still on mushrooms. I'm like, everything is a metaphor. I was in a video game and also an indie short film. And also a Judd Apatow movie all at the same time. We took the mushrooms at the park by my house, which is also on the water. It just took a while to kick in. Yeah, I thought it had kicked in because I was just like kind of giggly and I was like, the grass looks like grass, man. But I was <laughs> like, I don't know how much this is like in my mind, but I was like, I see also the pigeon's eyes. I was like, this is intense. It's just like everything seems so loud. At one point a girl lost her ball, but I thought there was something really bad happening. <laughs> you did like a, a wide loop around to avoid them. Well, they're always like, don't take mushrooms if you're in a bad headspace because it'll send you down a spiral. And I wouldn't say we were in a great one to start out. It wasn't like we were in tip top shape. Yeah, I mean, it was like scary. Like that was my first revelation. I was like, oh, these negative thoughts aren't going away. I just have to learn to live with them. Yeah, but if you have a bad thought, instead of going down that, you know, rabbit hole, you just think of something else really quick and your brain just switches. 
Yeah, that was what was so crazy about it. Because I feel like with weed, even just like smoking weed sometimes, I'll get lost and I'm like, there's no coming back from this. Like, I just got to take a Xanax and go to bed because I'm freaking out. Yeah, there's like... I would like freak out a lot, but then I would be fine. On what? On the mushrooms. I was like, I don't know if I told you during it because I was like, I don't want to freak her out. But there were like many times where I was like, this could get scary. Oh, no, I thought that, too. And the, there was, like, a moment where you're like, where'd you go? Because uh, I just started looking off into space. I, I don't even know what I was thinking about. Dude, your head was, like, in your hands. All of a sudden, you just, like, looked down, and you were, like, covering your face. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking about. That's the thing with mushrooms, too. It's, like, it's not like you're out of control. It's not like drinking where you black out and you don't remember anything. But I can't really remember a lot of things. Because you're so in the moment, like you said. It makes you so in the moment. You forget immediately what you were just thinking about. There was one thing you asked me on Mushroom yeah. that we were laughing. You were like, what's the one trait? Ugh, fuck. Oh, I said, <laughs> if you had to lose one sense, what would it be? <laughs> I said, people hurting my feelings. <laughs> and that's when I knew the mushrooms hit. Yeah, but that was also just such a, like, smart, quick answer. I mean, my reaction, I was like, oh, now I'm floating. Like, this was the funniest thing I've ever heard. But it holds up. It's still funny. But it's also true. My brother used to say, would you rather not feel internal or external pain? And I used to say external pain because I hated shots, like flu shots. And then I turned 15 and realized men could hurt you. So I think I switched it around. I guess that would make you a sociopath if you didn't have internal pain. For sure. But it just feels like longer. Like with external pain, you're like, oh, I know this is going to pass. But it is going to pass with internal pain too. That was our other revelation. (laughs) Yeah, but external pain, it's like, you know, you get a cast, right? And that can be expensive. But like internal pain, you got to get therapy. Sometimes you got to get medication. You got to start getting into working out. Like it's a full expense to get rid of internal pain. Yeah, like at least if you get a cast, you get attention. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) At least people still want to hang out with you if you're in a cast. When you're in depression, people are like, get rid of this person. (laughs) Well, I've been taking mushrooms a lot. Also, I think that was the hardest I've ever like tripped. Really? But also, I've just been feeling really lost in quarantine. So I'm like, I guess I'll just like go down this mental journey. I haven't been like trusting anything I've been thinking. So I'm just like, using drugs to or mushrooms specifically to find god to tell me what to do yeah that was your big you were like but how do i know what to trust that almost sent me down a scary thing because i've also questioned truth and reality a lot this quarantine and i was like oh not that road (laughs) but i could see it i saw like your vibe (laughs) i'm like i will never use the word vibe and journey as much as when i'm talking about this and also i was like oh i see her journey And your journey is, like, who are you versus who is your brand? Yeah, is it, you know, am I this drunk, stupid, mad slut? Or am I just, like, this person who likes to drink and sleep around? Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You're, like, a complex person. Remember when we looked in the goddamn mirror and we just kept telling ourselves that we're good people? (laughs) I think that's what's been fucking me up so much is, like, what's a brand versus who I am? My Instagram is fully just me, like, fucking around, you know? I think that's your choice. You just get confused sometimes because then you're, you, like, forget that you're choosing to do that. What do you mean? You're like, this is, like, what I'm choosing for people to see of me. This is not the full me, but this is, like, how I'm going to sell myself because we're in an industry where it's, like, we have to sell ourselves via our fucking brand and our social media. So if someone looks and they're like, what's her vibe? They can get it from looking at your Instagram. 
Yeah, and recently I've been like, is this the vibe I want to be putting out? Like, maybe I want a different vibe. I don't know if I want this vibe. Right. And I don't know what I want my vibe to be. And then I remember that no one gives a fuck. (laughs) Tell the story of the wine store. (laughs) I went into fucking Frankly Wines, and I go to pay, or I go, I'm wearing a mask and I'm wearing a duffel bag because I had all our stuff from the park. So I'm trying to find my wallet, and I'm like digging in the duffel bag, but I have my mask on, and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm like a burglar here. I feel like I'm stealing from you. You know, I'm holding you up at the register. And then I was like, sorry, that's weird. I'm just on mushrooms, so I'm just being weird. And then I was like, sorry, I can still drink on mushrooms. It's not that big of a deal. Please let me still buy it. And then the guy selling it to me goes, wait, what? I'm sorry, I was not listening to a word you were saying. And it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's no one gets universe. Universe. Yeah, that, yeah, that was your journey. Cool. Yeah, I had this whole external monologue about, like, what I thought he was thinking I was doing, and he just actually was not listening to a word I said. He was in his own fucking journey in his own head. He literally did not give a Yeah, and that's the thing. We're all, like, such in our own heads all the time. And it was really funny because we were talking about how my type is a man who's currently in a frat and uh, carries around a lacrosse stick. And then we get back to my building and there's a guy, he's with his friends and he leaves the elevator and he's cradling a lacrosse stick. And Kat and I just burst out laughing because we're like, oh my God, it's a sign from God. It's like, I live in this building and here's my lacrosse bro. I don't know. He looked like 21, uh, old enough. Yeah, he looked like he was in a frat currently. Yeah, he's currently in a frat. So the hottest guy I've ever seen. And uh, (laughs) we just burst out laughing. And then he goes, see, girls are laughing at me. And then I just scream at him. And I'm like, nah, we're just on drugs, bud. Because in his mind, we were in his world. But in our mind, we're like, no, dude, you're in our journey. We're not in your journey. You're fucking in our journey. Yeah, no, we're the protagonist here. You are a side character (laughs) for a scene. You might steal the scene, but it is still our movie. Yeah, exactly. All right, I, I guess that's what we realized. I don't know. Our realization was that no one gives a fuck about anything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and like cats and guys are just constantly in the mind of mushrooms. We kept getting distracted. And every time you would suggest something, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds fun. I was like so game to build a fort. And then you were like, let's go to Whole Foods. And I was like, oh yeah, let's go to Whole Foods. And it was like nothing against the fort. And I was like, whoa, how many forts have I been to guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like we abandoned ship on the floor because we hated that idea. We just weren't interested in doing it. At that time, yeah. Like, I think that's just, like, what I need to think about when guys reject me is, like, I'm just a fort. Like, I'm fun. And they might want to do it later, but, like, just wasn't the vibe at the time. Yeah, definitely that's how guys operate. But you end up doing what you really want to do. We decided to make a list of things we had to do because we kept forgetting what we wanted to do, so we made a list. The list we came up with was just, number one, cheese board. Number two, dudes. Never made it to the dudes. I don't even think we wrote dudes down. No, I did write dudes down. Of course I wrote dudes down. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) There was a time where I was like, are we going to make out? Did you feel that at all? No. I was like, I'm going to save this to bring up to her. (laughs) No, I didn't feel that at all. Because then I was like, oh my God, is she feeling this? Because we're on the same journey. But then I was like, I don't want to make out with my friend. I I just feel horny right now. Oh, I didn't even know you want to make out. Where I did you want to make out? We were on the couch. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm flattered, but no, that wasn't in my mind. I think I, I was like, if we do it, it's going to be weird. Like, I was like following the thought, and I was like, no, I don't want to go down that road. I think I'm horny, and there's a person right there. That's so funny. See, I made out with my friend in high school for like two hours because we got drunk, you know, off 
Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Each other and made out. And uh, it was weird for like two months. We were just always like, Ugh, I don't know. Do we talk about it? And then we just like didn't know how to look at each other because we were like, it wasn't sexual. We were just lonely. But it's also weird because we hadn't had that many sexual experiences or it wasn't in front of dudes. We were like fully alone in my basement. How did you guys stop? Um, we got for two hours. Yeah, we got for a really long time. Damn. I can't remember the last time I made out more than like five minutes. Five minutes, that's it? Uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten a lot in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> like a, you know, hot steamy makeout's fun. No, I love a makeout, but I feel like that's like intimate. And I feel like I haven't been intimate with anyone. Like I've fucked, but I haven't been intimate in a while. <laughs> yeah, what was the last time you were intimate? What does that even mean? I know. Yeah. Who was I last intimate? Who were you last intimate with? Well, I do know that. <laughs> I don't know if that's intimacy, though. That could be lonely. I feel like I don't even know what intimacy is. My therapist was like, do you think you were intimate with your ex-boyfriend? And I was like, I don't think I knew myself enough to, like, be fully intimate. It's the a- guy that I dated in January, when we, like, made out on my couch for a while, I was like, yeah, this feels, like, pretty intimate. Who's that? Exactly. The alcoholic? Yes. Uh I guess a makeout after you're 15 is intimate, or 17, I don't know. And when you start having sex, not having sex is the most intimate thing you could do. Oh, I totally agree. Sex is not intimate. Like, it can be. Like, I remember when I was seeing this guy, and then we stopped, and then we, like, met up again. And I was like, oh, we're gonna fuck because he doesn't want to date me. My logic is it's more casual if we fuck. And then we just hung out all night and made out, and then he was like, all right, I don't think you should come up. And I was like, this feels like a goddamn date if we don't fuck. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it not intimate to me. I mean, maybe we're just fucked up sexually, but. Well, that's confirmed. <laughs> There's no question in that one. Yeah, I can't really think of the last time I was intimate because you have to, like, have a lot of feelings for it to be really intimate. And I just don't think I've had a mutual thing in a really long time. Like, a mutual, yeah. I don't want to call it a relationship, a mutual liking each other. Yeah, there's, I haven't been on the same page in quite a while. Yeah, like, I can't remember, like, making out with someone and feeling, like, butterflies in my stomach. (laughs) Butterflies in the stomach. I don't, it it was embarrassing as I said it. I was gonna say nauseous, but then I was like, that feels, uh, (laughs) all of a sudden I'm a romantic. I'm like, I just want butterflies, please. (laughs) I mean, I re-downloaded Hinge this weekend. That feels like a setback. I was watching, I was like, how is she on Hinge right now? Oh, I knew what I wanted, you know? It was like, I knew. Sure that was your impulse. So it was like, I could just tell. Um, yeah, I was like, way too. I was like, I'm supposed to read something. I guess you were probably just looking at the pictures. Yeah, and- I wasn't getting matches or responses, okay. so <laughs> there wasn't a lot of reading to be done. Well, but- I think I was also thrown because in the beginning of my trip, I thought, I went on Hinge, and I thought that I had responded to this guy. His question, I thought his question was, let's make sure we're on the same page about common sense gum reform. And I was like, gum reform? Maybe he's from Singapore. I don't know. So I was like, tell me more. Because, you know, gum is illegal in Singapore. I didn't know that. It is. Yeah, fun fact. So I was like, maybe maybe he went there and now has a hot take. And uh, it was gun control, uh, which makes so much more sense. <laughs> made this thing saying, tell me more, and this guy just went off. Yeah, it was like two novels. And then I was like, oh, dude, to be honest, I, I thought you said gum reform. Uh, I now see it's gun. Yeah, obviously, uh, I have liberal on my profile. I know I'm from Georgia, but I'm still for gun control. <laughs> well, and he- then he just kept going. 
Can you imagine going on a date with that guy? Yeah. You should bring a gun. Literally never. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking in the first place, but to be honest, his name was Max. And um, I, I, I've only told this story one time, but I got a healing done in Bali, which is maybe the most white girl thing I've ever said. But <laughs> yeah, I understand why you've only told this story one time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a healing done in Bali and I was like, am I going to die alone? And then she made me envision my life with someone. And she was like, what's his name? And I was just like, Max. So now every time I see a Max on, a, on an app, I'm like, I don't know, he was in my vision. Like, I guess if I'm like someone interested, I should probably like him. Oh, interesting. My brother's name is Max. I know. As I was telling this story, I remembered that. <laughs> but he's already dating my other friend. So if that doesn't work out, I'll, I'll slide you in if you're down. And you could be my Max, yeah. <laughs> well, I did want to make out with you. So. Yeah, I was, I'm so flattered, but also like... Uh, thrown off I guess I'm just like you know I'm blushing um but I can't date a Max because that's my brother's name and I just can't imagine being like Max you know like oh Max like it would be so traumatizing I think to be like let's fuck Max you know or Ronald because my dad's name's Ronald. yeah no I, I couldn't yeah, there's no way I mean thankfully there's not like a ton of Ronalds walking around out there on the apps yeah, no, I never see him. Could you date a Ronnie? No. What about a Ron? No. I also just can't date a Kyle. I, there's no reason for it. I just prefer not to. I feel like your type kind of is a Kyle. Yeah, so dating a Kyle but on the nose. It, it would really be too on the nose. But we also decided that we're going to be okay and that we're going to be okay on our own. That was the other uh, revelation we had. Well, you were like, we don't need men. And I was like, no, I think uh, my revelation was, I think we, we will be fine on our own, but we will also end up with guys. Like, I don't think we're going to die alone. Yeah, I was trying to lead this feminist charge. I was like, we don't even need guys. Like, we could just do our own thing. And you kind of, like, looked around and were like, uh, okay. Like, I had to kill my, my vibe, but also you did not agree. Yeah, I was like, I want this for her because I need to get her off hinge, but... <laughs> And you're like, put the phone down. <laughs> I was like, this we is don't need it. guys as I'm scrolling through guys. <laughs> Even last night. So like, yeah, we were so confident in ourselves. And we were like, yeah, we like ourselves. We don't need people to satisfy us. We don't need to put up with bullshit. We need to set boundaries. Like it was all our therapy just really kicking into high gear. With Mushrooms are like pre-workout, but for therapy. Trust your instincts. Love yourself. Be nice to other people, like just be a good person. Things Everyone's on their own journey. You yeah, know. don't try to control others. Yeah, don't be possessive. But then Sunday night, last night, I was, after you left, I made Kat sleep over and, um, you know, because I can't be alone. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm so lonely. Again, immediately, I was just like, why am I lonely? But I think that was the come down, maybe, of the mushrooms. For sure. I mean, I took a nap today. Like, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> we went on a fucking journey. Some people do Tough mutters. It's like, fuck off. We were in the Legend of Zelda in our mind for six hours. It was wild. I'm glad we didn't take more. But I definitely <laughs> would take more, but I'd want to go to, like, a dance party. What's your, like, ideal mushroom situation? Uh, a dance party. Where? On a roof. Like, on a roof? Yeah. Yeah, see, I think I would want to be, like, up in like an upstate cabin with like six people i would like to have sex on mushrooms i think really i think so because all of our senses were heightened 
That's true. But I might get over it quickly. But that would be fine. I think I would be able to, like, oh, here's a fucking thought. I feel like maybe I would, like, finally be able to, like, be honest sexually. <laughs> I feel like I would have a hard time having sex on mushrooms because I'd be like, I'm not into this person. What am I doing? All I feel is smell. <laughs> and, like, I can feel his hairy arms. You know, I'd feel all the wrong things because I wouldn't be in love. Yeah, but that's your journey, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Every time I disagree with someone now, I'm just going to be like, for sure, your journey, just not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely have different outlooks. It's like this one guy was holding flowers. At the same time, Kat goes, oh, that's so cute. I'm like, that fucker probably cheated. And those were like our two different outlooks on that guy. I was like, he definitely cheated on his girlfriend. And those are definitely apology flowers. I thought it was like a first date. Who gets flowers? A first date flowers? That's creepy. Have you ever gotten flowers from a guy? Yeah. This year, when liked me, he gave me flowers and chocolate, and then he brought me a Christmas tree with an ornament and a handwritten letter saying how much he liked me. Yeah, and, I understand why you fell into that. Yeah, and then he um, wasn't interested two weeks later. So this is my fucking pattern, man. <laughs> That's why you're triggered by flowers. That makes total sense. Flowers feel intimate to me. They are intimate. The only people who have gotten me flowers have wanted or have been my boyfriend. Or it was like for a play that I was in and it was like my dad. <laughs> I don't even think my dad's got me flowers. My parents will randomly send me flowers. That's so nice. Yeah. Sending a friend flowers also is very like, cause flowers are so fucking expensive. I sent my friend flowers cause she had her appendix out. I got the $40 ones, but after taxes and delivery and whatever fucking yeah that you come with flowers. I guess it's, it's the little like fucking packets. It was like $90. I was like, what are these fees? Yeah, I think I was going to send you like the chocolate equivalent of it for your birthday. And then I was like, I mean, like I love her, but like I don't want to spend $100 on this. <laughs> so then I sent you the bucket hat. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, perfect. 20, 20, $30 chocolates. Great. And then it was like actually 66. And I was like, yeah, I feel like she'll wear the bucket hat longer. Maybe that's why they're so fucking expensive, because you have to decide how much you like that person. If you send flowers, like, you really like someone. The fees are insane. And that's what it is. It's a friendship fee of how much you like someone. A hundred percent. Yeah. And if it's from a guy, it's like, either you fucked up and or you want to be my boyfriend, or we already are dating, or my dad. Damn, now I want a boyfriend who sends me flowers. I know. It is nice. I think Justin got me flowers one time. When I like went away after having bed bugs, I think he, I was like very traumatized. <laughs> and then I came back and he had like cleaned my desk or something and put a flower. I think it was like a flower, to be honest. I don't think it was a whole bouquet. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think I made it that far in a relationship to get flowers. I mean, I, he didn't give me flowers for Valentine's Day. We went to Applebee's, so it's not like it was a... <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains why you're not in that relationship anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not like a mushy person like I'm not like a, a touchy mushy like lovey person but I would I guess I'm materialistic so yes I would like flowers <laughs> yeah is that your love language is gifts gifts yeah I guess so <laughs> like, I would love them you know a Cartier bracelet would be kind would be nice but do you think that's honest in your love language I don't know. I haven't gotten enough gifts to really know. <laughs> like, it's already like my love language is gifts because it's not like, and also depends on the gifts. So <laughs> it's like, I don't want shitty gifts. That's not my love language. 
bad <laughs> gift. What's a bad gift? I would say like a scarf is a pretty bad gift. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, scarves are practical. Was it an ugly scarf? I don't think I've ever gotten a scarf. I'm just saying, thinking of gifts I would want. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what my college boyfriend gave me. Um, Justin got me coffee one time for Christmas. I was like, coffee. I mean, practical, but I would have liked something a little bit. Uh. <laughs> like coffee No, like Keurig K-cups. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's a bad gift. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Uh, <laughs> I opened it in front of his family, so I had to be like, yay, I'll use this, you know, because, like, what else are you going to say? <laughs> You're not going to be like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think I'm tired? Okay. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say, asshole? <laughs> yeah. What's your love language? Acts of service. What are acts of service? Like, he served in the military? <laughs> no <laughs> a uniform no it's like showing up like when someone like comes to a show and like supports me if I'm like saying like I'm tired and then they like bring me a coffee so maybe it is <laughs> words of affirmation don't don't really do it for me because I'm like I don't believe you oh like you're beautiful yeah I'm like no that feels empty like anyone can say shit you have to like mean it yeah, I've been burned too many times to believe in words of affirmation. Yeah. I mean, this sounds so corny. I guess I am still on mushrooms. Actions speak louder than words. So it's like, it's so easy for guys to say shit, especially because they say shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. I also wonder if, because we're from the South and people are just like nice to your face, that I'm like, I don't believe you because I just, I don't know if you're being passive aggressive or not. Because I feel like maybe in, like, the North, like, where people don't express love, maybe it would be words of affirmation for them. Yeah. Like, maybe the guy that sent me the heart emoji, he's Jewish waspy, so maybe it was, like, his parents didn't say they loved him enough. Yeah, but a heart emoji, it's not a word. Yeah, he didn't really speak in sentences, so that was a lot for him. Are you dating a high schooler? What do you mean? We would do, like, one-word responses. I don't know why this uh, went on as long as it did. <laughs> Well, that's like when Whitney asked me to play the quiet game. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think this one's over. I mean, I still think about him every day. <laughs> Whitney. I think that one hurt a lot. Like, I know words of affirmation aren't my love language, but words the opposite, being a fucking asshole, I also hate that. Wait, so what are the love languages? It's words of affirmation, gifts. Uh, Acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. Yeah, I feel like words of affirmation and physical touch are so, it's so easy to do both. You know, some guys are just- Have you hold hands with a guy? I have. Have you, re when was the last time you held a guy's hand in public? In public? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Some do. <laughs> When was the last time you held a guy's hand in public? I think the guy that I was, like, kind of dating in January, I think when we, like, got drunk on our, like, second date, walking from, like, the second to the third bar, I think we held hands. Were you drunk? Yeah. Well, that doesn't count. Oh, sober holding hands? Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's intense. <laughs> I mean, like, the last time that I had sex, our hands were, like, touching afterwards, and I was like, this is way more intimate than anything we just did. 100%.
physical touch makes me like cringe actually <laughs> I don't know I just feel like it I feel like they're lying when they're saying nice things or they're like touching me in a nice way that sounds really fucked up but I feel like it's like all a ruse whereas like quality time and acts of service like showing up and spending time with someone like you really can't spend a lot of time with someone you don't like yeah it feels more generous yeah because if you're spending a lot of time with someone you really like them it's so easy to like reach over and like rub someone's leg or like be like i really like you and not really mean it whereas if you're spending hours with someone you're right. like you can't fake that or when whitney love you came to my uh, stand-up show that literally no one came <laughs> Yeah, every time a guy has come to one of my shows, I'm like, oh, I don't even know if you like me, but now I am in love with you fully. It's so easy to make excuses. So when someone shows up, it means so much. You're like, oh, this person like is in love with me because they left their house. They put on shoes. Exactly. I remember in college, I dated this guy. I didn't even fully date him, but like we were hooking up and going to each other's like date functions. And I invited him to my apartment party and he texted me that he couldn't come because he didn't have shoes on. <laughs> he was home and just like, he was like, see, I'm in my socks, can't come. As if he didn't have shoes anywhere in his apartment. <laughs> I've never been so insulted. <laughs> like that is, was like the rudest thing. And I still- Yeah, like you I, couldn't come up with a better excuse. Yeah, maybe it's trying to be funny, but also it was like not funny because the joke was on me. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be funny if he was like, "I'm I'm late because I I don't have shoes." Yeah, I think that's the hard part with dating is getting him interested enough to hang out with you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just need you to be my boyfriend, and then I think you'll really like me. But some girls do that. They're like, "Be my fucking boyfriend." I can't put myself out there enough to like force a guy to do it. But also, like, I feel like we wouldn't want to be in that relationship. I would be at this point. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't think so. You'll get bored. That's yeah. like every guy. You're like, yeah, it was fine. And then he doesn't text you back. And you're like, I think he was the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, that day fucking blue. And then he doesn't respond. I'm like, cat, like, I'm like, I think I should do mushrooms again because nobody likes me. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. A guy can go out with me and not be obsessed even though I hate myself. It's like this weird double standard. Like I am so down on myself all the time, but then when a guy is not in love with me, it's also like the most confusing thing in the world to me. Yeah, because I think you're like looking for him to validate you instead of just being like, yeah, like I'm sick. I look in the mirror and cry because I love myself, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> did happen to me on the shrooms. <laughs> and also just- It was so weird. Wait, you were like, don't go down that road. I was like, no, I want to go down that road. <laughs> Yeah, because you were like, looking in the mirror and like crying. I was like, we shouldn't go down this crying road. And you're like, no, I just like myself. It was very sweet. I know, it was. But it also made me sad because I think of you as someone who has like very strong self-esteem. Well, because I see how I am with guys and I'm like, I don't trust myself enough to put up boundaries and to like have the self-esteem to be like, fuck off, dude, if you're not going to treat me right. So it's like, clearly there's still work to do. Not that there's not always work to do, but... That's the thing with working. But I mean, a month ago. It's like doing laundry. You're like, fuck, there's more here? Like, I thought I already did like eight loads. Like, how am I still not seeing the bottom of this fucking basket? Like, it's so frustrating. And that's why I, I kind of give up early. <laughs> it's like, you're like, oh, I'm like hot now. I guess I can stop going to the gym. And then you get fat again. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> True. I guess it's like a diet. It's like, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. I'm like, that's the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. I just would rather there be a finish line. And I guess the finish line is fucking death. Whoa. <laughs> Don't go down that road.
also you decided that you um weren't going to be a rabbi which thank god cat wanted to be a rabbi yeah that's true and it was scary i don't know i was very sad about rbg dying and then i woke up and i watched these youtube services of a brother sister rabbi and i was like they're inspiring people they're performing they're getting little jokes in like maybe this is everything that i want and then i took shrooms and i was like nah <laughs> you can't just throw an anal joke when you're up there on the pew or what's it called <laughs> when you're up there on the the pulpit i guess so <laughs> also in a rabbi do you have to be celibate no no i think that's just catholicism and like some christianity would you have to wear a big hat if you're a rabbi? No, that's just Orthodox. That's just Hasidic Orthodox. It's like a very specific brand of Jew. Have you seen Unorthodox? No. You gotta watch it. It's so good. That's what my parents said, but it seems really heavy, and I, I just don't know if I've been in the headspace to do it. It is heavy, but it's also, like, has a nice ending. And it's very, like, feminist. Like, I feel like, actually, this is maybe a good time for you to watch it. Because she's choosing to destroy her brand and get a new one. <laughs> You're saying I should shave my head and become an Orthodox Jew? It's like the exact opposite. <laughs> I already am the exact opposite of that. <laughs> it will make you want to do drugs, but you were already doing drugs, so I feel like that's fine. What kind of drugs does she do on the show? They do Molly. Actually, I don't know if they do Molly, but they're like in a like warehouse in Berlin dancing. I like when after watching that scene, I was like drinking wine and I went outside and like smoked cigarettes and listened to EDM for like 30 minutes. This was like early in the pandemic. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I miss people and dancing and sweating on people. Even though I've not gone to a rave in like five years, I was just like, fuck, dude, I was going to go to House of Yes in April. Like I really want to grind. <laughs> you know, what? I want to go to a seventh grade dance. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I just want someone to have a bar mitzvah. I will throw you a bar mitzvah. If I can grind with you. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone is out there and they haven't had a bar bat mitzvah yet. Again, I don't think any 13-year-olds are listening to this. But if they are, yeah, please have Kat plan your bar or bat mitzvah so that she can grind with your friends. That feels appropriate. <laughs> if you didn't have a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah when you were 13 and now you're like above 22 then i'll throw it for you as an adult oh that's a good idea that should be a business what would you call the business late joomers <laughs> yeah <laughs> never do <drew> late <laughs> yeah, that's perfect yeah when did you first grind ninth grade kind of late i was a late bloomer i know yeah. I was a hardcore grinder. I, I kind of just, I was kind of gross, honestly. Yeah, me too. Grinding is disgusting. When you said you wanted to grind, I'm like, I, I can't know. imagine as a grown adult grinding on someone. I mean, like, I still want to grind, but it is gross. Like, I feel like it's like a once every five year thing. Now. I think like I haven't grinded since like maybe sophomore year of college. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time that I grinded. Grinded? ground <laughs> grind the meat i think it's grinded yeah yeah well when in my movement class it wasn't grinding but there was a lot of like touching each other for and dancing while we touched each other it was that was incredibly intimate that was the last time i was intimate i think the last time you were intimate you had to pay for it exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of like the most intimate thing i've done when you asked me that i'm like really trying to think of like a, a true moment of intimacy and I just 
I can't think of one. I feel like I'm craving that recently of like wanting to be with someone and like have a very intimate experience. But I guess I did with you and I just didn't even know it because we were about to make out on the couch. <laughs> Maybe that's just I'm what I'm craving too. Did you not make the move? This is just, I'm trying to get a sense of guys, you know? Did you not make the move because you were intimidated by me? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel like she's going to roast me, so. <laughs> That's why. That's why guys don't uh, make the move. Yeah. They just know what's coming. <laughs> Sometimes in yoga, there were like some intimate moments, but maybe that's inappropriate. I'm not sure. <laughs> that feels like that documentary on from yoga <laughs> I guess so because you're like it's tricky because it is in but I think you can be intimate without being sexual yeah I was gonna say I had like intimate moments with my dad but that felt like a weird time to bring it up <laughs> that was like my last real intimate moment was when I dropped my dad off at a dealership and I he could tell I was really upset about someone and he had me park the car and he was just like it's okay to cry and I was like crying and I was like, you're going to find a nice man. Oh, that's really nice. So nice. But it was like, he could just see it in my face that I wanted to cry. That was probably my last intimate moment, but that was with my dad. So, but it was, obviously wasn't sexual. Right. But he did rub my back. See, but that's intimate, but not sexual. Yeah. It just gets confusing if they're not related. You know, when they're related to you, you're like, oh, obviously it's not sexual. Unless it's like a cousin or something, then it gets confusing again. But like... <laughs> If it's a dad, obviously it's not sexual, but with a guy, it's hard. It's, that's why friendship is so hard with guys because you have this intimacy and it's like kind of sexual because you're both a little attracted to, to each other. Sometimes. Yeah, totally. And it's weird because I feel like the guy that I was like most emotionally intimate with would like sleep in my bed and we never hooked up, but I was like, this is really weird. We're not hooking up, but it would also be like really weird if we did hook up. It'd be like no turning back. I can't be intimate with guy friends anymore because it's crossed over too much. I've had too many back and forth and it's gotten too confusing. I'm just so tired of being confused. That's why I do like dating apps because at least you know you're on a fucking date. Yeah, I agree. It's so much easier to have a boundary and to like go into it with expectations or like just like clear motives when it's an app date. But there's something so fun about like the will they, won't they. You know, I got to like get over that. But I love that. Well, because that's the thing with quality time. You're like, you're spending so much time with me. You must be fucking in love with me. I just, I'm always the rebound. That's what it feels like. And I'm so sick of being it. So I think I just need to establish better boundaries. That was supposed to be my word of 2020 was boundaries. I, I feel like it should be easy to date in this pandemic. Like, I feel like people should be like so bored. They're like, what's up? But it's been hard to catch a date here in New York. I mean, I guess I went on that one. You've been on like... Five dates since coming back to New York. I've been on two dates. Three. White jeans guy. Oh my God, you're right. Three. Yeah. No, and the guy before you went to LA. Oh my God, you're right. I've been on a lot of dates. <laughs> yeah, I've been on two hangs and a fuck, a happy hour fuck, which no regrets. That was very clear. We both knew what it was. That's so much better than a hang. Yeah, it's so much better than an awkward date with a guy in white jeans. Yeah, I'm not shitting on the happy hour. The score is 4-0 right now, so don't talk to me about it. It's hard to get a date. I feel like I try very hard in a way that's, like, almost pathetic. Like, a lot of my friends are like, I'll be like, any good dates? And they're like, no, I, I don't want to. And I'm like, I don't want to either, but I went on two this week just for shits and giggies. 
I'm just like, there's no stand up. I need, I need some validation. So I'm going to go on a date with a guy. And then roast him and be like, eh, he was all right. And then fall madly in love. I'm like stalking his apartment. I'm like, oh, really? You're busy? Hmm. Yeah, well, I saw on Venmo that you're, you're out right now. <laughs> Who the fuck is Con Edison? What the fuck? <laughs> my therapist says it's because I don't trust myself and I don't like myself. And that's why I need the validation of men. But, and it, that adds up, but. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like it was a pretty clear answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't really have a counter argument there. But I did, uh, I did wonder, what is it like to meet someone, mutually like each other, and neither one be mentally ill. It's just like, what is that like? Yeah, I don't know. It's so rare. But like, that is what I want, ultimately. Like, the apps are great. Like, I think they serve a purpose, and I'm on them. I'm on them every day. But I don't want to meet someone on an app. Where do you imagine meeting someone? At like a, like a party, there's like a mutual friend, or on a set somewhere, <laughs> or... <laughs> When I'm sitting on a street corner and a guy just sees me and can't resist. He's just like sitting in my seat in an airplane and is like, hey, like, I want to sit next to my friend. Can you go take my seat? Which goddamn happened to me. And like, no wonder I was in love for five years. Wait, you met a guy because he asked for your seat? I met a from college. Granted, everyone in LA was going to San Francisco that weekend. And then we ended up at Pretty Lights together, which again is not that crazy because everyone had to get to Pretty Lights. <laughs> you were probably there too. Uh, yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was on that plane too. It's all USC kids going to the exact same places. I'm like, what are the odds? The odds are 100%. <laughs> but then he bought us a hotel room at the St. Regis. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, what are the odds? Again, everyone at USC was, like, incredibly wealthy, so odds pretty high. Uh, well, buying a hotel room, guys are wealthy, but, you know, Sam Bomber wouldn't even buy me a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told someone in the elevator that he was going to eat me out. I was, like, both humiliated and incredibly flattered, you know? That all sounds nice, but also that guy sounds completely mentally ill, which he turned out to be. Yeah, he was a loose cannon. Um, and then he had a mental breakdown when he heard that his dad called him a loose cannon. One time I spent the night at his dad's house and then he wouldn't get up in the morning. And this was like before Uber. So I like didn't have a way to get home. And my, oh, my phone had died. And I was like, I got to get a charger. I, got, I don't know how to get home. And then his dad came down and he's like, you're in my seat. And now I understand why he has daddy issues. Wait, how did you end up getting home that day then? I think my friend ended up picking me up, but my phone had died, so I couldn't, like, text her to pick me up. I don't think he drove me. That would be way too kind of him. That's how I engage whether or not guys like me in L.A. is if they drove me home the next morning. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable that a guy wouldn't drive a girl home. That's so shitty. Yeah, everyone had a car in L.A. I feel like that was also USC, where it was like, you would hook up with someone in a frat party, fully have sex in a bunk bed, and then just, like, go continue to have the party. Right? I mean, that happened to me. <laughs> that happened once. I was hooking up with this guy. Do you know Yeah. He was such a, he was short, but he was fucking charming, man. And he had a good face. Yeah, he was hot. Yeah, he was hot. I remember he pursued me once, and I was like, I don't think he's hitting on me because he's, like, too hot. And then I forget who I was with. She was like, no, but he's short. I think he is hitting on you. So then we were like, 
out for a while. And we hooked up one time at like a Sigma Chi. I'll drop that. I was at a Sigma Chi party because he was in the cool Sigma Chi brat. So we yeah, got- that's a top brat, everybody. Yeah, it's the hottest one. So we hook up mid-party and my Nuva ring fell out. No. So I go to like, I stealthily put it in my jeans, in my jean pocket. And then I go, we change, we try to go back to the part. We go back to the party and I go to the bathroom because I'm going to put my Nuva ring back in and I'm searching my pockets and I'm realizing I put the Nuva ring in his jean. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. He's like so fucking small. I thought they were my jeans. So I'm like the rest of the party trying to like feel his jeans to like stealthily take it out. But he thinks I'm being fucking clingy because I'm like rubbing his sides. I'm like, ooh. And he's like, stop like get off me and I, I didn't want to be like already fucked <laughs> yeah my birth control's in your pocket I never got it back let's just put it that way I was like I'm just gonna let that fall out of the wash or like give it to a girl's a hair tie because I do not need to explain this to him you guys hook up again yeah we did we hooked up for a little bit we hooked up <laughs> it was so funny we hooked up after college once and we didn't have sex because I think it was on my period probably because I don't know any other excuse I would have in the book but uh, <laughs> We're also on my friend's, like, pull-out couch, and it was just, like, me and him, we were watching TV, and he's like, ugh, I'm just mad at you now, because now every girl I'm gonna be with after you, I'm like, you're not as cool as Hannah, and I was like, um, are you moving? And he was like, no, and I was like, so we can still hang out, what do you mean every girl after me, like, this is the goodbye, I'm like, we could hang out again, I'm not busy. Right, it's actually, like, very mean, such a backhanded compliment. I was also like, yeah, you're already planning your escape and hey, what other girl? Who's the other girl? Tell me who it is. <laughs> I mean, one time I left a hair extension in a guy's bed, so. On accident? Yeah, on accident. I wasn't like <laughs> a souvenir from me. <laughs> I didn't realize. I woke up the next morning and I was like, God, I have a headache and I was feeling around and I was like, I'm missing something and it is part of my clip in fake hair. He probably didn't even know what it was. I don't know. It would have been nice if he like messaged me. And I was like, I have. You say you want your hair back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about like shedding layers, you know, showing every side of yourself. You're like, this is the real me as you take out your hair. <laughs> I was like, am I still pretty? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I wish you could take off the hair on the rest of your body like that. Just clip it right off. <laughs> have you ever had sex like fully unshaved? Of course. <laughs> I don't know if that's an of course. Well, you did one time shave in the middle of a party. <laughs> Yeah, me, Kat, and uh, Kate went out. We were all so drunk. And we were just at a bar, and I was kind of seeing this guy, and I texted him, and I was like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, it's my birthday party. Like, do you want to come? So we show up, and I'm like, fuck, guys, I didn't shave. We went into the bathroom, and then we just found a razor. That some guy uses on his face. I don't know which roommate it was. Hopefully not the guy that kept farting. I don't think he was the roommate. So I used some some man's uh, face razor on my puss. I think I cleared the evidence pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. We'll never know. One time, I uh, same guy uh, who I met on the plane, because he had already graduated USC when that happened, so he would like come in sometimes for game day, and he came in for a game day one time, and I was like, oh, fuck, Hunter's here. I got to go shave. And so I literally was, I was in my little bungalow and I was with Fiona and I, she was like, Kat, I don't know, this guy, you, you cry about him a lot. And I was like, Fiona, I think you should go home now. I need to shave because is in one bungalow over. Like that was the shit from college where I'm just like screaming, like I have to shave so that I can have sex. And that was 
the time that I had anal. Did you shave your asshole? No, no. And I don't even, it just happened. I have this story that's called accidental butt stuff. It's about this guy who like literally, he claimed it was an accident because he just like shoved in the wrong hole, but I, I, I knocked the wind out of me. That's how bad it hurt. <laughs> you know who accidentally put it? I feel like that happens a lot with guys. Their aim is just really bad. Is it bad or are they curious? Yeah, that's, that's, see, this is like our duel. I'm like, I don't know. They're just a nice guy with bad aim. And you're like, no, they're trying to stick it up your ass. You know who put it in the wrong hole? Who? this, yeah. (laughs) Oh, see, that's, that's another guy who I'm like, yeah, he can easily play off an accident. We'd all believe it. (laughs) Exactly. No, I, I do think it can be an accident, you know, it can get confusing, even my own holes. I'm like, where's this tampon going? <laughs> you know, it's like in my mouth. But I, uh, <laughs> I guess it could be confusing. When it's from behind, maybe. Have you ever pegged a guy? No. I would never want to do you? that. No. Yeah, I don't have any desire to do that. It's like, I already think men are pretty weak, so I'm not trying to, like, insert myself, literally. Yeah, I already feel like I don't have enough feminine energy. So I don't need to like literally put a dick on to be more masculine. It feels like a weird If a guy wanted to, would you do it? No. I think it would just be too much. Again, yeah, I agree. I have too much masculine energy and it would just feel too scary, I think. I feel like you'd get really into it, to be honest. Really? Like, I feel like it would be like a lot, but then once you started, I feel like you'd like take it on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Be like, fucking take it, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, actually, now I kind of want to do it. I would take, like, pre-workout to do it. Yeah, like, you would need, I was just going to say, I feel like you would need some cocaine, but then you would probably get into it. Take an Adderall, really focus, get in the right, get that strap on. (laughs) I don't know. I just want to be, like, um, that sounds so desperate, I guess, but I just, I want to crush. We were just saying, we don't have crushes right now. It's also confusing because a psychic told me that I was going to meet someone very soon in February. Did she tell you about this pandemic? She did not. Um, Maybe she's just a really shitty psychic. I know. I just, like, would like to mutually crush on someone. Like, is that so much to ask for? Yeah, it is, actually. I know. You're one who gets picked up in the street. See, that's the thing. Like, I get hit on a lot. But because I have, like, a nice energy, it's always guys who are just shooting their shot. Because it looks like I will say yes, and I do have a hard time saying no. (laughs) But it's never a guy I'm interested in. It's, like, a random dude who, like, stops me on the street. I attract weirdos, too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm fucking weird, but I'm, like... But I, my friend works at a matchmaking company, and so they, these guys pay her a lot of money to find her dates, and then she puts women in the system for free to help, like, match them. And so I asked her last night, and I was like, please, like, can I be in this system? And she was like, yeah, for sure. So then I had to, like, fill out this questionnaire of what I'm looking for, like, personality traits, what their religious beliefs are, what they want out of life. And I was like, holy shit. I text her. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, that's the thing. People think they know what they want, but when you have to write it down, it's hard to know. And that's why we're all kind of we don't know who we want to date because we have so many options online that we're just like, we think we know what we want, but we really don't. So you really have to write it out and be like, this is what I'm looking for so that it's clearer when you're going on these dates. Because you think someone who hires a matchmaker is kind of a loser, but actually they're just tired of wasting their time because they can't figure it out. Yeah, it's like more efficient. Um, do you have a crazy bitch of the week? 
I did think of Jerry Harris, who he's a guy. Do you know Jerry? Jerry Harris from Cheer? Yeah. It's so depressing that that happened. I, I honestly was like, this year cannot get any worse. And then RBG died and I was like, well, fuck me. But that was just like, what? You were like supposed to just be like this like epitome of like light impurity. Jerry Harris, for those of you who don't know, he was this guy on Cheer who's so positive, was an alternate, but had the best attitude. And he was just everybody. Worked, like positive. so hard, had a hard life. His mom died. And then it just came out that he was soliciting child pornography. Yeah. And it's just so disheartening. He was such a sweet person. It's just clearly he was messed up and mentally ill. Yeah. It, he seemed genuinely like a sweetheart. And that was just so disheartening. crazy to see someone like that young doing it. There was a teacher at my high school who it came out was like literally the FBI arrested him because he had so much child pornography that it was a federal Maybe it's always a federal offense, but it was like, it was like the FBI like raided his home and had been like watching him for a while. And he was just like, you know, our assistant gymnastics coach, just like choreographed the musicals. He did kind of look like Pee Wee Herman. Like you see his picture and you're like, well, yeah, but it's crazy that someone can be like that. And then you're like, oh, you're around kids all the time. It's so creepy. Yeah. I had a teacher too, my Spanish teacher, who's also my track coach. He got arrested for, he was talking to a girl online who was apparently like 13 and he went to go meet up with her and he got, it was a FBI agent. It was like real life to catch predator. But he was teacher of the year, like five years in a row because everyone loved him so much. And he loved them. Clearly he really loved them. Also, I noticed as my track coach, I just remember him one time being like, Hannah, you always have a wedgie. Which is like a weird thing to say to a child. Yeah, that feels very inappropriate. Yeah, but I did always have a wedgie. So I was like, damn, I didn't know it was that noticeable. It's not a lie, but it is like, he had to notice the wedgie. Yeah, he had to been looking at my boobs. Hey. Yeah, my orthodontist one time, uh, <laughs> I had these little, remember Limited 2, how they would have little sayings on the back of the, the little Sophie shorts? Of course. Yeah, yeah, that was my shop. And I had one that said perfect 10 on the butt because it was a gymnastics reference, uh, which feels incredibly inappropriate that they sold that now. <laughs> and then my orthodontist was like, these are hilarious. I got to get a picture. And then just took a picture in the middle of the orthodontist office of my butt. Did he have kids? Was he married? No, he was creepy. Uh, he, was, he was very lonely. He, he, killed himself uh yeah he killed himself right after he took that photo (laughs) well my crazy fucking bitch of the week is uh so i read this florida headline that like made me laugh so hard which was florida parents are getting high and exposing themselves during kids virtual classes no so then obviously i read the article i was like what do you think they were getting high off of what would you guess marijuana okay I was not thinking they were getting high off marijuana because I was seeing bath salts because who gets high <laughs> off weed and takes their clothes off? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I'm not like exposing my nipples. I'm like concerned. I have three. Yeah. That's a good point. But that's just the most Florida thing I've ever read. Oh, a hundred percent. I would have maybe guessed something more extreme, but you already let that it was Florida. So I was like, they don't need much. I would say also I am a cra- the crazy bitch of the week for, uh, losing my earring back at a guy's place 
at 7 p.m. and then finding another one on the ground and just taking that. How do you know it wasn't yours? Different color? I didn't realize until I got home and I took them out. I was like, these are two different backs. Like, that's how you know. I was like, yeah, I mean, this makes sense. I knew this was a fuckboy, but I was like, I did not know I was going to a Buffalo exchange, you know? That's so funny. Uh, that happened to me in college. I uh, was sleeping with this guy and we were sleeping together all summer. And then he hands me a pair of underwear that weren't mine. <laughs> From girls thong. That was like a size small and it was like way cuter. So I just took it. I was like not about to be like, no, mine are the mediums with all the holes in it. <laughs> For skid marks, that's mine, you know? <laughs> so I would just like took that underwear and put it on. And I'm like, this is not mine, but it's, it's, uh, it's the narrative I'm living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so nice. I found it. And it was a nicer earring back, too. Not that earring backs are particularly nice, but... uh Sounds like you kind of scored there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should go back again just to see what else I can take from his place. Yeah, probably. Um, is there one secret you don't want your mom to know? There's a lot of secrets. Probably that we took mushrooms this weekend is uh <laughs> like would your mom care my mom would be pissed yeah but I asked my dad yeah. mushrooms and he was like of course <laughs> my dad's like never been drunk except on accident so he would like probably just start crying and be like why do you feel like you need to do that yeah but then he needs to just do it and he'll be like oh I see <laughs> I wonder how many people take mushrooms and get a divorce I, I was just thinking that I've had a friend say that her boyfriend went on an acid trip and then realized they shouldn't be together. Whoa. If I was dating someone seriously, I don't know if I would take, I think I'd stop taking mushrooms because I wouldn't want to figure it out. <laughs> Reading astrology or going to see a psychic, it's like when you have no one in your life and you're like, when are they coming? When are they coming? But if you have someone in your life, you don't want to know when they're leaving. So you're like, I'm not going to touch that shit. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I never would care to see an astrologer or psychic or tarot reader if I was in a relationship. Same. Why would I need to see my future? He's right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like holiday. It's nice to have like a boo for the holidays. Yeah, I need one. <laughs> but we don't remember. That's our fucking revelation. Yeah, the mushrooms have worn off. I'm ready to have a boyfriend again. I I messaged three guys on Hinge today. No fucking response. And I'm like, are my messages that weird? I don't think they're that weird. It's definitely not my personality. One hundred percent. Never. I you're like an acquired taste. You're like a you're like an after out. You're like a dessert liquor. <laughs> you're like sambuca. <laughs> and most people are like, by the time they get to that, they're like, "We're good. I'll just not drink. I'll just skip that." <laughs> what do you think you are? You're like an appetizer. You're like, yeah, oh. I think I'm an appetizer. They're like, yeah, like I want this, but it's not the main course. I feel like I like prepare guys for like girlfriends. And sometimes they think they're full and they're like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll, that's all I needed. Maybe all I need was an appetizer. And then the entree walks by and they're like, I'm going to relook at the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, this was fun. <laughs> you are the only person I know who's had a foursome and a threesome. So you are sometimes at work as a sampler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess once you have, a, my friend was like, so do you think you're going to like see that guy again that you just slept with? And I was like, well, we did have a foursome, so that's, like, not really the grounds for becoming in a relationship. Like, once you have a foursome, you're not, like, should we go to dinner? <laughs> you're not, like, hey, would you want to meet my mom? <laughs> now that you've met all my friends, do you want to meet my mom? 
Now that uh, your best friend has been inside of me. Uh. <laughs> Do you want to meet my brother by chance? Maybe some cousins? Come to a family reunion, really get in there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I also like, the last time I had sex was the most sober sex that I've had in like two years. And, which is sad, but whatever. Uh, I was like, oh, what do people say during sex? Other than, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you say? I don't think I say anything. Do you think you're just quiet? I, I honestly feel so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I also, I hate it when they like say my name. I'm like, that feels incredibly intimate. Yeah, I feel like the nicest thing a guy's ever called me in bed is Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I can't remember, oh, maybe I didn't tell you this, but uh, when I pretended to finish, I like performed it because I did go to theater school. And he was like, yeah, I could tell because you like kind of like relaxed and like made a like relaxing noise and then your body relaxed and I was like yeah again I paid a lot of money for that degree but I was like can you imagine if a girl was like yeah I mean I knew when you came because your whole body shook and you were like (laughs) Like, we would just never say that like what a weird thing to say (laughs) you guys like did you come and I'm always like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so but Maybe. I was like, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. A guy one time was like, what do you like? And I was like, uh, what do you like? Korean barbecue? What? (laughs) Holding hands? Uh, Coming to my stand-up show when I need people? (laughs) Building my furniture. When I was on mushrooms one time, really fucked up. And that was the only, I had a really bad trip on myself and I was in my parents' basement and I FaceTimed my friend Kate and was like, I need you to talk me down because I'm like, I don't know what's reality anymore. And I was like, I really want to call and be like, don't you want to hang out with me all the time? Like, don't you want to be best friends? Like, how do you not want to hang out with me? Like, we have so much fun together. You don't want to do that all the time? Like, how do you not? And I, it was like this thing. I was like, how do you not want to do this all the time? Like, it's so fun when we hang out and like, we we do the funnest things and we laugh so hard. Like, how do you not want that to be your life? Like, how do you not see us together all the time? And I thought it was like the most romantic gesture, you know, like, and Kate, and she was like, absolutely not. Do not call him and tell him that. And she was like, I will stay on the phone with you until you fall asleep. So you do not tell him that. So I just kept her on FaceTime for two hours while I fell asleep because I was about to call this person and confess my love, this pathetic thing that sounded so beautiful and poetic in my mind on mushrooms, but in reality would have been really pathetic. It's not pathetic. He just doesn't deserve it. Thanks for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I just need to find someone else or read a book for once, but I don't really see that. I did give you a book. It's right here, baby. Maybe you should talk to someone. Yeah, of course, that's what all friends do. When you're like, I'm going through a really hard time, they're like, have you read this book? And I just get books. It's like, oh, you're hungry? Here's this book. Oh, you're tired? Read this book. (laughs) Oh, your dad died? Here's a book. But I will read it tonight, maybe. Probably not. I'll probably just sit in my room and stir. (laughs) I know. No, you'll probably, like, take an edible. (laughs) 
Oh, so this new uh, segment I have is, should I get a dog? And because I feel like most people, when I say I'm going to get a dog, they're like, that's so mean. That's abusive. <laughs> it's like anyone who's seen me in a relationship is like, do you want to get a dog? That's, I'm calling animal control. So <laughs> do you think I should get a dog? Yeah, well, see, here's the problem, is I actually do think you should get a dog. Uh, like, I would like to come hang out with a dog. I think you need, like, a little Yorkie. I think maybe if you accept it, because also, I think dogs love unconditionally, and if you could accept the dog's love, maybe you could accept it from yourself. Damn, that's fucking deep, dude. Thank you. I feel like my cat has helped my self-love journey. Maybe you should start with, like, a rabbit. But rabbits fucking smell. I, I feel like all pets smell. There's gotta be. Maybe a cat. Maybe a cat. It's weird me cats just shit in the house. Yeah, but so do we, you know? Yeah, but you flush it. So if a cat could shit outside, I would get a cat. You could probably get like a fancy litter box that's like a self-cleaner, you know? There are those things. I know, but where the fuck would I put it? In the bathroom. So me and my cat could take a shit together? Yeah, that's intimacy. Maybe we'll get a boy cat, you know? Manifest. <laughs> yeah. Just call him James. Maybe when he's getting wild, throw a football jersey on him. <laughs> Make him the third. <laughs> yeah, James the third. Who's <laughs> the first and second? I don't know. They left me. That's funny. Um, all right. Well, do you want to plug your handle and stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm at Cat Bell Infante on um, Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm also, uh, if you watched The O.C. as a child, which, or as an adult, because it honestly fucking holds up, uh, listen to Talking Shit podcast, because we're talking about Seth and Summer's relationship for a season. I love that. Yeah, it's very fun. I also realize I'm on my own journey with that, where I realize how that show has ruined my life. And all of my expectations of men. Although that's still my type, to be honest. Like, my celebrity crush is still my crush from when I was 12. You always go back to what you want initially. That That's true. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was known as Moo Moo Girl when I moved to Virginia in the second grade. I was so ashamed of it. And now I was just full-blown cowboy with those cowboy boots. Yeah, you, you took Moo Moo Girl back. You were Moo Moo Woman. Yeah, I like being Moo Moo Woman. Um... Cool. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, for sure. This was fun.